Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to The Shit Show. Okay, Boomer. Hi, everyone. And welcome to our second episode of Let's Get Political, where we are chatting about New Zealand politics again. Woohoo. So, guys, as always, you're joined by Luce and Rubes. And today we're going to try and break down the craziness that has been the last week of New Zealand politics. Yeah, so we're getting into the Andrew Falloon scandal and then Luce is going to take over with the Ian Lee's Galloway scandal. Then we're just going to kind of get into the culture and why this doesn't seem that surprising anymore that this shit still happens in politics. Yeah, and that's basically going to be the potty today. It's going to be a good one, so sit tight and let us do what we kind of <laughs> do best, but not really. Let us do what we do really averagely. <laughs> <laughs> what a slogan. I know. And just so you guys know, we're recording this on Friday, the 24th of July. It's 11.34am. The story is constantly changing, so so that's where we're at. Ardern 2020. New Zealand, same Prime Minister. (laughs) Okay, Ruby, so first of all, what the fuck happened to the National Party and what is all this Andrew Falloon business? Yeah, well, it's still very much unfolding, but basically Andrew Falloon is a former, now former member of the National Party um, and a member of the House of Representatives since 2017. He is, of course, now at the centre of the latest New Zealand political scandal. And by God, there are a few of them at the moment. There sure are. So what actually happened? Well, this all kicked off on July 15th. Your birthday. My birthday. Who knew that this day would be shrouded in such... Such gifts. I know. Um, anyway, when Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, the leader of the Labour Party, of course, received an email from the parents of a teenager who had been sent unsolicited pornographic images. Now, at the time, Jacinda didn't know who the MP was that Mm -hmm. was sending these images, but she did know that this was a member of the National Party. Basically, after seeking consent from the individuals who sent the information, Jacinda's office forwarded these allegations onto Judith Collins, who of course, is the new leader of the opposition party. You can go and listen to our last episode of Let's Get Political to hear all about who she is and what this means for the National Party. Yes. Collins learns from this information that this is alleging against Andrew Falloon, who Mm -hmm. is a party member. And fast forward to July 20th when Collins calls in Falloon into her office to confront him about the nature of the email. This leads to him releasing a statement to the media that afternoon, basically announcing his resignation from Parliament 
as of the upcoming election. But however, at the time, because the information about the images he had sent had not been made public, in the statement, they said that it was his mental health that was the reason why he was resigning. They didn't say anything about these images. Did they expect that the nature of the images was going to stay under wraps? I'm going to assume so. Basically, in his statement, he said that when he was younger, he lost three close friends to suicide and that this was an incredibly difficult period of his life. Recently, another friend of his took his own life, which has brought back much unresolved grief. He did go on to say, I've made a number of mistakes and I apologize for those who have been affected. And recent events have compounded the situation and reminded me that I need to maintain my own health and well-being and that he has started receiving counseling. So this is obviously not to minimize how tough and difficult to navigate mental health can be in the public eye or in your private life. And, you know, losing friends, losing anyone close to you is not easy. However, I think what we're looking at here is using it as a political cover-up or if that's what is happening. His scandal and his mental health in this case are two separate things. Yeah, well, at the time, that's all the public knew was that Falloon was going through a mental health crisis. We didn't know anything about these images until later on that night when RNZ reported that Falloon had sent pornographic images to a woman that was not his wife. The New Zealand Herald then confirms that these images were sent to a 19-year-old university student. At first, the Herald also reported that it understands Falloon's version of events is that he was at a party several weeks ago and briefly left his phone unattended. And at that time, acquaintances used it to send the sexual images. So I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. So initially, there was a bit of a cover-up, well, a second cover-up, where Falloon was saying, no, I didn't send these images. They were sent by somebody else. It's like that meme where you send a message to your crush saying, hey, I really like you. And they say, I don't like you back. So you say, sorry, my cat ran over my keyboard. It just happened to spell it out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, I mean... I mean, a bit more serious than that, but... But cover up number yeah, two, yeah. yeah. However, this excuse was very quickly debunked as the next morning, stuff reported that it had seen evidence that Falloon had sent pornographic images to another woman. So, Shit. once, I don't know, maybe that excuse could be viable, but... If you had a really good PR team, maybe. Yeah, but two separate women? I don't think so. Neither do I. And as of yesterday, we are recording on July 24th. So by July 23rd, the fifth woman accusing Falloon of the same gross behavior has come forward. And Judith Collins has said that she does actually expect more. Oh, So what we are seeing here is it's not an isolated incident. It's not, no. This is something that is happening time and time again. So Falloon has moved up his resignation to now and the police have now opened up an investigation. And I mean, him moving his resignation up till now, he should have done that in the first place instead of just sitting and collecting his hefty salary until the election. But that is just 
testing how far this entitlement can go, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Collins, she has spoken out a lot about looking after the safety of the victims who have come forward Mm -hmm. and that that is the most important thing. She has also said that she's very concerned about Falloon's own Mm well-being and that he was escorted home on a plane with a member of Parliament who was trained in mental health matters. And this has opened up, I think, a really important discussion that I've seen in both the media and Instagram, that the National Party has used Falloon's mental health to cover up his inappropriate behaviour, kind of like you said before, Luce, mm-hmm. and that inappropriate behaviour would have never been addressed if it was not reported on. We would have continued to stay in the dark. They would have potentially, we don't know for sure, but potentially tried to bury the story and keep using his mental health as a reason mm-hmm. that he was leaving. Exactly, um, and... Yeah, I think politicising mental health is going to be so backwards for the mental health movement. We want people to be open. We want people to be honest. Of course we do. We want to end the stigma around mental health struggles. But using it as a political cover-up just totally... It feels like it's minimising it. Like, it's nothing more than to feel sorry, to gain sympathy. It's like... And it discredits people like Chloe Swarbrick who are so open with their struggles with depression and Todd Muller who has potentially stepped down because of mental health. It really discredits and makes people maybe question the future conversations that politicians are going to have about mental health. Is this true? Is this a cover-up? Or is Mm -hmm. this true? Otherwise, what's coming next? What um, scandal is about to come out about them? Yeah, and I think the spin-off articulated this dilemma perfectly um an article by them noted the problem now is that it has become difficult to draw the line between a party giving mental health issues the serious attention they deserve and using those issues as a way of minimizing the impact of bad behavior and this is really something that the whole world has been grappling with a lot lately i mean with kanye west then pod muller falloon it's a conundrum where We need to make sure that we're taking mental health seriously. But then where do we draw the line with making sure that people are held accountable for their actions? And are making decisions that could affect other people while they're struggling as well. And that is a line that I don't know how we will draw. No, I don't know how we draw it either. And I really do agree with you when you like the spinoff summed that up perfectly in saying that we can't use these issues as a way of minimising the impact of bad behaviour or as an excuse. Mm. But yeah, it's such a hard line because we want this conversation, over everything, we want the conversation about mental health to have as much space and time. To be validated as something that is as serious. As it is. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, yeah, again, politicising it, using it as a weapon or even as a tactic is... It's disgusting and yeah, who knows if this information would have come out from the National Party if it wasn't reported on. I hate to say it, but I don't know if it would have and we would have continued using his mental health as a smokescreen, basically. And that's the point of the media, isn't it? It's to keep those in power accountable. I heard gone before lunchtime and I heard them say that, yes, while we do need to take into account mental health that can't stop our reporters from doing that really good work and probing work Mm. and like it can't make them be afraid to keep asking those questions because when there is other people involved when there's women who are victims to his behavior when people's actions are harming other people we can't 
just step back and say, oh, but, you know. We can't look further into it because they they're, they're are struggling with yeah. this. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a, it's a conversation that's going to be ongoing and something to watch. But I am really glad that you brought that up, Rubes, because I think it's yeah. so important. So that is basically the Andrew Falloon case. Can you lose now? Take it away with the Ian Lees Galloway issue. So, somewhat conveniently for the National Party, and whether this was some dirty politics or not, we'll get into later, it came out that Ian Lees Galloway, who was the Labour MP for Palmerston North and the Immigration and Workplace Relations Minister, that he had a consensual affair with a younger and less powerful I guess staff member which lasted for about 12 months and we believe ended a few months ago so um, this played out in an interesting way which will show the difference between leadership in um, the Labour Party and the National Party and he has since been fired for this and I'm going to go through a bit of a timeline about how this all played out. So on Tuesday the 21st of July in the afternoon, Jacinda Ardern, obviously the New Zealand Prime Minister and leader of the Labour Party, received a tip-off from National Party leader Judith Collins that an allegation about Lise Galloway had been made to her office. On Tuesday evening, Ardern had discussed the matter with Lise Galloway. She sat down with the minister and kind of put forward a range of questions and allegations to him that had come forward. He confirmed that, yes, he had had a consensual relationship or affair that involved someone who had previously worked in his office and she'd been based in one of his agencies. Ardern said that it is understood that the relationship ended several months ago. And then on Wednesday morning, so this all happened on the Tuesday, Wednesday morning, Judith Collins brought it to the media. So she went straight to Breakfast TV. She went on the AM show and released that she had received a tip-off saying, I've advised the Prime Minister and I've asked for anybody who has any information to send it directly to her. And this move by Collins to take this to the media when she knows it's being dealt with has been lauded as just uh, an irresponsible move and a move to cover up what's happening with Falloon. Because this Ian Lee's Galloway scandal is of a, dare I say, lower degree of scandalousness than the Falloon one, because, you know, it's not about the relationship. It was consensual. It's about that it was him abusing his power, which we'll go into further with a subordinate member of his staff. But yeah, so Collins went to Breakfast TV. She took it straight to the media. And then following that... A surprise press conference was announced by the Prime Minister's office, at which point Lise Galloway was fired. He was stripped of his positions. So his statement said, I accept the Prime Minister's decision and apologise absolutely. I've acted completely inappropriately in my position and cannot continue as a minister. I've apologised to my family for letting them down. Please appreciate their privacy. I also apologise to anyone that has been hurt by my actions. So, yeah, I do want to reiterate that this firing of Lee's Galloway isn't because he had a consensual affair. If it was about the affair, a lot of Parliament 
would have to step down because there's a lot of, you know, mixing and mingling that goes on in Parliament. But it is because the affair was conducted with a member of staff that was in a lower position. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Which presented a clear imbalance of power and the potential for allegations of ministerial office to be misused at a time when Lise Galloway was actually the Minister for Workplace Relations and Safety. So he had to be fired or stripped of his positions because that is not the behaviour that you can see in someone holding that position. Well, that's setting a precedent for the whole country. Yeah, exactly. And I'm really glad that Jacinda took that decision to let him go because, like I said, it's setting a precedent that is allowing for this Mm. type of behaviour Even though it was consensual, that doesn't mean that you can use your power and position to, whether he used it or not, you know. Yeah, but I also have to say, I think our idea of consent is slightly warped. Yes, in many cases, it's a yes or no kind of decision. But when there is this type of power imbalance, consent has like nuance, you know, and they can use their position to kind of coerce or manipulate these younger people who, you know, are obviously trying to make it in their career or just, I don't know, probably in awe of this older person and don't quite realize what they are actually saying yes to. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it's a gross misuse of power. It is. And one that we're seeing way too often in politics that it's almost becoming normalized and um, it shouldn't be. So, we're, mm. you know, we can't stop talking about it no matter how often we see it. There are some pretty clear differences in leadership and how leaders handle certain cases. I mean, there's first of all the fact that the National Party is going through this major scandal that should not be minimised by going on breakfast TV and trying to poke another scandal in there to take away from it. Defensive politics. Defensive politics. While, yes, we all do deserve the right to know about Lee's Galloway because it's happening within our government, there are better ways to go about this than deflecting from your scandal. These are two separate conversations that shouldn't be used against each other. Yeah, I mean, we absolutely should be talking about Lise Galloway. However, should Judith Collins be bringing more attention to it when Jacinda Ardern has been so strong in her stance that the Falloon scandal is not something she's going to talk about? I think that those parallels between the two of them it's important to look at. Yeah, it's very important. It's telling of character. And also, look, there's the simple fact that when Jacinda had to make a decision on Galloway, she did it, and she did it quickly with no cover-ups. Yeah. I think that's important. There was no political games here. It that, we, was, that we can see. That we can see. Um, it was swift and strong leadership, which is obviously what we need to lead a country. How cool would it be if you call the election right now on TV? That's, are you doing like a truth or dare style? 
do it. Sit in. You're just daring me I to dare call an you. election. Do it. No. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm young, but I'm not 12. I think it's really important for us to look at how these two scandals, which are very much in the realm of sexual harassment and sexual misconduct, are playing out within the same week. Just because we are so used to this kind of story that it's almost like, oh, not again, yeah. which is such like a dangerous mindset to be in. And I think we really need to take these allegations more seriously. Exactly. And if these two things are happening in one week, then... How what, often are they really exactly, happening? Exactly. Like, what the fuck else is going on that we don't know and we don't talk about? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there is such a strong correlation between power and politics and sexual harassment. I mean, time and time again, we're seeing men mainly. It mm-hmm. is not isolated to men, but men mainly using their position of power to coerce and manipulate these younger women. And we really need to pay attention to this dynamic. These men are not fraternizing. Well, from what we see, they're not fraternizing with women that are on a level playing field with them, mm. who they, you know, see as their quote unquote equals or have the same amount of influence. They are probably intentionally seeking out more vulnerable women to Well look, we've seen younger women with Andrew Falloon, which is a type of vulnerability, and then we've seen someone in a lower level of the hierarchy of politics, which is again targeting a vulnerable woman. Absolutely. And um just a side note In the last couple of days, allegations against Jamie Lee Ross, who was a former national MP, he's now an independent MP, I believe, have come out, where basically a former staffer who Jamie Lee Ross had made lewd comments to her has been told by her employer to work with him again, Mm. which is just awful. imagine Imagine being told to go back to work for someone that had treated you like that. And... I don't and just that you're expected to be okay. Yeah, with I was going to say I don't know why we would even expect that of anyone, let alone women. Absolutely, I think we're also ignoring the fact that this is a problem with culture and politics, and that needs to be addressed. That is not; these are not individual cases, and that this is a systemic problem within New Zealand parties that is not just isolated to the National Party. We've seen it in the Labour Party. We've seen it in independent candidates. And that sexual harassment is actually pervasive throughout New Zealand politics as a whole. And I, what I just want to add is that it's not just New Zealand politics. It's not just politics. We see this in any um, patriarchal or hierarchical system. We mm. see this with CEOs. We see this with big business we see it in the media it is a power dynamic Mm. not just about politics today obviously we're focusing on politics but it's a bigger systemic issue than just new zealand grassroots politics yeah it's yeah definitely it's reflective of our society as a whole and it's that whole boys will be boys excuse to allow toxic masculinity essentially run wild while nobody is held to account i think why it's so pervasive in politics is hard to knuckle down. But again, it is that correlation between power and sexual misconduct. The New York Times had a really good article reflecting on the two and a quote from that that I really wanted to read out, it read, at its core, sexual harassment 
is about power and politics is the ultimate power profession. It draws in young people who are eager to advance and reluctant to make waves. And political organisations rise and fall around the fortunes of one central figure, a hierarchy that discourages reporting of harassment because if the boss gets in trouble, everyone's job is at risk. So, you know, young people get into politics all the time, young women get into politics, and young men who are really discouraged from making waves, from saying anything out of turn, like women politics so often are being told, if you can't handle that kind of behavior, then you're in the wrong profession. As if like, this is just the name of the game. This is just the nature, it's the culture. And that is essentially what it is. And that is what some of these characters truly believe. But like, we can't be normalizing that kind of behavior. It's truly disgusting. It's disgusting. I actually have another theory that I'd like to go into about um, this entitlement and this um, power dynamic that exists. I think that there is something to be said about being a career politician. So going from uni to a job in government to them wanting to be an MP and the lack of life experience outside of politics and the want for power without going and doing anything else in the communities or whatever, just going wanting to go straight into that position of power. I agree. Should we should we want politicians who are purely in it to be politicians or should we want people in politics that are there because they stand for something? Because, because they they've really, seen a change they want to yeah, make. Yeah, they really care about something that they want to see reflected in our government exactly so um we've been seeing these missteps obviously coming from relatively young people like hamish walker um with the leaked covid19 information now we've got falloon who's obviously we've just talked about his sexual misconduct we saw it with todd barclay a few years ago um he was the mp for clutha southland he was only 27 when he became the mp he recorded his staff members talking about him without their knowledge Um, So these guys have all had, you know, a few things in common. Um, They've gone for relatively safe seats, which means that once you get that seat, you're really going to be opposed. You're not going to get opposed often. And you have this safety net of knowing, right, I'm young, I'm in politics now. And they don't have the life experience outside of politics. So both Todd Barclay and Falloon worked in the Beehive and then went into government relations or lobbyist jobs and then obviously became members of parliament. Uh, Walker was an investment banker in Auckland until he was just 32 and then now obviously a member of the National Party. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily about the age, but it's about that tunnel vision. Mm, It is. It's the tunnel vision and then it's the entitlement that comes with knowing your seat is safe when... You're in a safe seat, you feel like you deserve to be there and um, you know you feel like you've been in politics your whole life. You have this kind of blind confidence that and, and entitlement that can maybe get you into these situations where you're recording staff members because this blind confidence has made you feel like you're untouchable and nothing's going to happen from this gross misuse of your power. Maybe you're sending pornographic images because, again, you... You can't see how wrong this is and your idea of what's okay is warped. You're out of touch and so you're untouchable. Yeah, absolutely. Your point is actually proven by psychologists who say power can be isolating and then due to that isolating nature of power, these individuals 
often feel removed from others like as if they aren't subject to the same rules and instead they operate in this quote-unquote bubble where they're surrounded by people who enable them and don't challenge them Mm -hmm. we see this all the time they think they're invincible due to their power due to their position and it's clouded their vision it makes them think that they are above the law as if they can get away with the kind of actions that a normal person like you and me would would, dream of yeah would just know we We'd know what's right and wrong. Well, it's not even that we'd know what's right and wrong. Like, I mean, we make mistakes all the time, but we know that if these were called out, we would have to answer to them. Whereas I think these people believe that they wouldn't have to or somehow they're just never going to be called out because they're surrounded by people who just feed this this ego. They're all in this kind of like... Echo chamber. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you lose social awareness when everyone around you is hyping you up like that. And when you lose social awareness, you do things without realizing the consequences. Yeah. And that is what has happened um, time and time again in politics, like we said before, in big business, in the media. And I think more than ever, New Zealand does have this systemic issue with sexual harassment. And obviously, this is not everyone, but even by the people who are standing by and who are not calling it out but instead trying to cover this up, the problem is being exacerbated. Mm. And I think, like, at its very... We've done a lot of digging into the why, why this might happen when people get into politics or positions of power, but at the very kind of basic level, this whole, like, scandal after scandal bullshit that we're seeing right now, it's not politics, it's just time-wasting. And the more time that these leaders have to be spending on the scandals is less time that they can be working on policy and cultural change that can happen within their parties to help combat the fact that no one feels like they can talk about sexual assault or mental health. Like, it's just, it's time-wasting. It's taking time away from what we are paying big money for these people to do. And so how can we expect things to change and cultures to change when they're wasting all their time on scandals? That's not to say that it shouldn't be brought to all of our attention, but it's to say like, okay, well... Who are we getting into politics? Exactly. Who are we putting on this pedestal? And I think the point you made about, you know, should we have career politicians is actually really a good one and something that I haven't actually really given much thought to before. But when you think about that, it kind of does explain a lot. In saying that, that's just a theory, but it's been seeing more and more that people are becoming career politicians rather than getting into it because they see change that needs to be made. So that's just our take on what the fuck's been happening over the past week. I feel like we just went in. We went in and I feel like I have learned a lot just from us sitting here trying to talk through the why. Mm. And And why is this not surprising? It should be fucking surprising. It should be surprising. We have become desensitised to it because it happens again and again and again. And with that, guys, I think that is probably about the end of this episode of Let's Get Political. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you made it to the end. Yes, me too. Um, As always, if you want to find us, you can come to our Instagram at... 
the shit show with a whole bunch of underscores or at shit you should care about our website shit you should care about.com and our facebook the Cisco squad and as always it helps us out a ton if you share that you've been listening to this tag us in it on instagram leave a nice review or a rating and that's us that's us we'll see you next time bye bye guys 